Hello and welcome to Enter the Dragoner's Den, the most festive Pokemon Go PvP podcast out there. I'm Taco Dog Eight, and I'm Jeff Force Gemini, and I'm MJ. Get it with my little Santa's bag, cause Taco Dog, I want my shiny quarter. Text in the mail, buddy. <laughs> Me and all the people from Hammerheads want our shiny quarter from when you said that Phoenix Rising was going to beat them. And I checked the score, and what happened? Oh, Hammerheads up 3-1 in the series all-time against Phoenix Rising. I need my shiny quarter. Are you coming to L.A.? No. Dang. Are you going to NAIC? I'm planning on it. Okay, I'll give you your shiny quarter at NAIC. There we go. I'll, I'll be I'll be there as well. I think by then and he deserves two shiny quarters. We'll call that interest and adjusted for inflation. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, welcome. If you're new around here at the top of the show, we are a Pokemon Go team-based PvP podcast and the official podcast of the Battle Frontier. And if you're not new, well, we're uh, going after basically reacting to the tier placements after all four weeks of the playoffs have gone in. And my goodness, they don't look anything like the way I thought it was. It's like a March Madness bracket-busting bombshell of news and stuff like that. Uh-huh. However, first we do have a little bit of some antic news. We're going to we're going to skim through it real quick because by the time that this recording is live, one of these events will be over and one of these will just be starting. So there's the Kanto event. Get those shiny ponytails because I think they were here like the shortest amount of time. And then yeah, uh, there's uh, shiny Ditto in the wild. So have fun with that. And yeah, then if you, if you have any old research requiring Ditto, now is the time. Uh-huh. Absolutely. If you're still doing the the shiny Mew research from Kanto Tour way back in 2021, like my wife, she's she's yeah, out there been, catching oh. Ditto. Didn't didn't they just offer it again recently? I feel like that was yeah, they did. I don't it was, remember. It was yeah, in well, the shop earlier, like I think yesterday. I remember seeing it. Was it for like? I guess like my. My account didn't have it, so I guess it was for like people that didn't have a chance at getting it. I want to say, yeah, it was if yeah. you didn't do the research the first time. Okay, today I learned. However, I'm more uh, what's the word? I'm more interested in the community day wrap up event because two times Stardust, let's go, starting from two to five Saturday and Sunday. But the Community Day exclusive moves that you can get from, I think, 30-plus Pokemon now are going to be active 9 a.m. local time Saturday to 9 p.m. Sunday. So have fun with that. That's going to be real tough for Ursaluna. I think want to say that Ursaluna, you can only get high horsepower on the Saturday. But we'll find out if Niantic screws up yet again. They're going to. (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought I thought officially it was part of the whole event. I was going to be surprised if they didn't include it, but I was at least on paper. <laughs> they, they they want to, but we'll, yeah, we'll see if it actually works. Yeah, on paper, it should work. They literally have the code to where they can put the full moon up in the game throughout all weekend. Just no. do that and call it a day so we can... No, but... But you see, we have to follow the moon cycles, because if we don't, then the moon will be in retrograde, and then the astrology signs will go all over the place. And then we'll all drown by water. We'll be fine. (laughs) Death by Kyogre. You know, I had Alpha Sapphire, so I have no excuse for that. 
<laughs> my brother had Omega Ruby. I had Alpha Sapphire. I, I have no excuse, honestly. <laughs> but but when Gen 3 came around the first time, I played Pokemon Emerald. So I had no stake in the horse. Or I had no horse in the <laughs> race. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's not. I didn't have a steak and a horse either until they cooked it. <laughs> <laughs> did Did either of you get the Mateo bug? I haven't even met Mateo, so. So apparently, right now, and you know, this might change, but it's set up in the code that the check is performed when you start your first route of the day, versus you know the one that makes sense where you actually complete a route. Hmm. So what you're so saying if, is the so if bug... you start one and abandon it before you like you start a, a wrong route like you're looking at the map which is you know not great and you start a route that isn't actually near you or something like that and you exit it that was your mateo route so now you don't get it that day well that you know what it's routes have been a nice a nice idea poorly 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 executed only reason why I know of Mateo is because of, like, I just opened up the game, did a quick route, and, oh, hey, there's this big fat guy at the end of the route that wants something, and I got a gift from China. So I guess that's how that works. But yeah. I haven't experienced any bugs on that side. I haven't been able to start some of my routes, which I just kind of was like, you know what, I'm good. I don't do this too much anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm still yeah. in the camp. Mateo doesn't exist. <laughs> routes still don't work on my phone, so that's it's, it's the whole feature is kind of a myth to me. You know, remember when last week you said, hey, Taco, how does it feel to have a, a route event up when it's getting really, really cold up here? Meh, that's that's what I have to say. Sending bad juju to your phone. He ain't missing much. It's true, he's not. Phone, the phone doesn't need any help. <laughs> nah, Niantic just made the, the most fair and balanced and perfect mo mobile game of all time, you know? As all things should be. <laughs> yes. Okay, I guess we should stop bashing on Niantic too much. Never. <laughs> we sh we sh at least for this episode. Okay, fine. We can bash on some more some more fun things like like our favorite pastime, talking about the teams in the Battle Frontier. Illusion because Rock Paper Slark placed that high. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dispute that honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so first we have to go with Rock Paper Slark was in the same pool as Brave Nerds. And then they ended up being the winners of the pool. And then they ended up being the winners of the top bracket. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, like putting chemicals on the water for the frogs type thing. But like, I'm going to look at it with just a little bit closer of a magnifying glass. Like, hmm. I'll say this. It proves certain point that needed to be made. But at the same time, it does kind of look suspicious. However, Rock Paper Slark is a great team, so, you know, that's as far as I'm going to take it for now. I do want to say, though, that I think of all the teams that like that were kind of scrambling to put stuff together for free, like during the crazy free agency period, because it was just, oh, 48 teams, get your spot in now or else you're, you're SOL, you can't play. I think Rock Paper Slark was the most cohesive team and that still had all that chemistry together which kind of gave them a little bit of an advantage compared to the other teams now obviously if you know you're listening and you're just like what well, taco we had you know 10 players on our team and we kept our same 10 great good for you 
We're not talking about you right now. I would like to chime in and throw in Chicago Stars, EU Emperors for the most part, Evan Stonks, Muddy Water. They all had like the same Brave Nerds. I think only, wait, Brave Nerds only added like two people, right? I think. Yeah, Brave Nerds, uh, Brave Nerds swapped out two players because they had Lyle Jeffs on the team. And then they, they announced the, the the returning of another player, but I I don't feel like looking through Twitter to find it because. And then there's always Texas PVP who just the same 10. They're never going to, it's the same 10 every, every cycle, every season, wherever they go. Well, they were good enough to place in the top uh, top eight of elite tier, so there's something. Uh-huh. But let's go ahead and jump into starting at the legendary tier, or actually, we should start at the very bottom and then kind of work our way up, right? Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, you just don't want to scroll, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. But I'm already down here now, so. Okay, so we'll start in ace tier. <laughs> so we're starting at the bottom 32. We have Gong Rippers, T Swift Fan Club who tied with the same record and the same amount of points. Fun fact. Fletcherinderella Story, Decidueye Dynasty Green, Coastal Kings, Deli Birds the Word, East Caliber, and Thunder Squirrels. It has already... I don't know if this is common knowledge yet, but there is one of these teams that is disbanding and taking their chances in open. Which team is that? T-Swift. Huh. It was in the captain's chat, so I figured that's public. Public opinion. Or public domain. Well... I mean, I, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. But, like, I was looking at it like, that's their tier to lose. I th- think I wasn't really following too much because I was it was in my vacation-y time. But I did remember them saying that they were taking their chances in open and they're kind of doing a rebrand, so to speak. Oh, that's not a good... Now, hold so... on. Wait. Oh, open <laughs> tier. Just, just let me, because I'm, I'm starting to catch back up with everything, too. I went big-time vacation, working all that other good crap. That's good. Open tier. Is that going to be everybody or doing it by like regions this time so it's gonna be the exact same uh it's gonna be the exact same of what they did this cycle they're Mm -hmm. dividing open tiers up into pools and then at the end of the seventh week they're gonna do the playoff they're gonna do a playoff playoff style to determine like seating and stuff and i'm guessing that chances with that Hey, uh, it's their funeral to burn you know with with teams like wing attack wing attack 2 the Dark Knight, Pogoats. Oh, dear God. T-Swift, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, my God. The, the cool cat will be there, too, right? I haven't seen anything on their official Twitter, but if they do... Elite TMs? I'll say... Elite TMs is... Yeah, yeah. Elite TMs is back. I, I, I cool did see that. Back too. Oh, that. All the, all the Swablu teams? Oh, yeah, the, the Swablu Empire. I'm just gonna go with the pasta team. Yeah, Armoretto. Like, oh my, yeah, nah, that, that's not okay. They want to do that. That's on them. Now I do know that they are gonna have different regions during this time. So they're having for sure. We're having NA. I think they're also having their EMEA and APAC. This is like their opening tier into it. Mm-hmm. And so that the the teams that originally weren't uh, EMEA and then they competed, they competed last cycle. And someone is going to inevitably correct me on this, but this is my speculation. I'm guessing that they're after this cycle, when cycle three starts, the EMEA teams that are in like, say, legendary champion, so on and so forth here in NA can migrate over to keep like their same ranking because it's like, like they don't really have to take their chances in open because they've already played it. Mm -hmm. And if they did, they would probably end up in the same tier. 
So I can kind of understand like that train of thought. It's going to be awkward for someone. I mean, with 500 plus teams now, you're not going to make everyone happy. That's just a given deal. I personally say we should eliminate we should eliminate EMEA, LATAM, APAC, and NA conferences and just put everyone to the east of the Prime Meridian is on one side. European, you're on the east side. And then everyone to the west, LATAM, North America. There you go. Not necessarily a bad idea. I haven't put like a lot of thought into it, but I know like on the Prime Meridian, you've got like the western side of Africa, Spain, Portugal. Those guys can be on the eastern side since like most of Europe and Africa and the Middle East is on the eastern side of the Prime Meridian. So like on the, if you look at the globe, there's like a line that goes like from the North Pole to the South Pole and doesn't cross any land. It's just water. That should be the dividing point. Hmm. Right? Like I'm not crazy most days. I was gonna say most days. <laughs> or no, I mean, some days. language barrier on some <laughs> of these things. Yeah, maybe if you bent the line a little bit to leave the other continents together, it'd make them a little more sense. Okay. But yeah, so I think that might be a good idea. Like say if you know APAC doesn't get their their stuff together and Just doesn't like ha- EMEA. Yeah. Which I know that, that covers that covers sixteen no, yeah, not sixteen. 12 time zones so like uh it, it can get tricky really quickly and, and i'm not i'm not oblivious to that fact i'm just saying, I'm just saying the thought is there mm, nice thought but also there's a lot of work in progress on that so i'm like ah whatever y'all want to do go ahead <laughs> yeah whatever they're willing to dive into after doing the one conference is yeah have have fun do your best <laughs> yeah that's a, that's gonna be a fun one i I give my my full faith to the staff, you know, Ben, Amaze, fellow patron, shout out early to Sotiri, you know, all those guys, they're, they're working hard. Yes, even you, Little Winery, you're pretty cool in my book, even though you don't think that cereal is a soup, which I might, that's a story for another day. I mean, it kind of isn't. It? Oh, no. We'll oh, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> We will have this discussion during the break, MJ. <laughs> it is breakfast. You just put little oats inside of a bowl or with breakfast. milk. Yeah, but like you want to add banana, some sugar. You know, you got a it's nice oatmeal. milky, nice milky broth. Yes, that is oatmeal. That's what I that is. I didn't say I was heating it up now, did I? It's still you... oatmeal. Who cares? <laughs> what about if it ha- if the cereal has marshmallows, you know? Then you've got like marshmallow flavored oatmeal. Milk. Jesus. Or better, yet, or better yet, the dried up strawberries from Quaker Oats. That's what that is. Why stop there? Add, add, just add the real, the, the strawberries you just pulled out of the fridge. Just cut that up too. You know, we got bananas, you got strawberries. It's like they do in the advertisements. And then have a glass of orange juice right next to it. You know, perfectly balanced breakfast. On that note, I've never actually had a breakfast like that. I've just always had like a sausage biscuit or a bowl of cereal and I'm out the door. Better than me. I just grab a Sprite and go. That's fair. I used to eat. Pop- I used to have pop tarts. <laughs> <Some breakfast> champions. <laughs> <laughs> I used to eat Look, like one I of these. Walk, I walk into a workplace where I got at least, at least twenty kids yelling at seven to about nine o'clock in the morning. So, that's fair. I just get a bunch of funny looks because it's like ten degrees outside and I'm riding in on a bicycle and everyone is just staring at me outside the window. Like, why do you still ride? And I answer the question with. Because I don't, oh. I don't want to drive a car. 
and the wife has the only car, so. I'm being chivalrous is what he's saying. <laughs> no, I'm being lazy. She she works at like four in the morning and like, I don't want to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to take her. So I'm just being lazy. Trying to give but, you brownie but, points here. I mean, that's fine. I'm also losing weight. So it's like the cold air, the cold temperatures cause me to lose weight faster. So I'm already down 30 pounds. I'm a little concerned. I say that because like after I lost 50, I put 30 pounds back on and I've lost it all again. So I have, I was like, I have trouble keeping the weight off during the the summer. And then winter comes around, it's like, okay, we'll leave you alone. (laughs) Exactly. Isn't that like the exact opposite of most people? Yeah. (laughs) The total opposite of me. Well, is it? Okay. So is it like, I don't know if this is still true, but like when I was in college, there would people be like, I'm going to the gym in the winter because I got to get my summer body ready. And it's mm-hmm. like, you are you got your summer body for like a month or two and then you get fat during, quote unquote, fat during the fall. You put all the weight back on and then you, you lose it again during the winter. So like, isn't that kind of like the rotation that happens? Sometimes if you're like a gym bro, yeah. Okay. Like it's a lot easier to get it off. Should be a lot easier to get it off in the winter because the cold air makes your body warm up. So therefore, you're burning all that fat as you're working out while still being cold because your body's trying to make yourself resistant to the cold. So it should be working that way. But, you know, some people like mm-hmm. me just want to take it easy in the wintertime and build up a gut and then try to burn off in two and a half months during the spring. I can respect it. You got to enjoy the holiday meals, too, right? So it's it's, it's <laughs> just it's the combo. Yeah. You gotta, look, enjoy one of them. You don't necessarily need to enjoy two, both of them. Enjoy See, as, as long as I can fit in my Diener Don't Care esports jersey, by the end of the day, I'm okay with that. And I got myself a large to keep myself within that. Like, it's got to it's got to fit. Those jerseys were pretty expensive. It, they have they have to fit. Anyway. <laughs> That's fair. What anyway, were we talking we're, about? We, we were talking <laughs> about T-Swift. T-Swift. Yeah, I was a T-Swift fan club making the bold decision to get out of Ace tier. Do we do we know anything about their new brand? Like, can we watch for them? We don't know anything. Okay. Well, well, I'll, I will stalk Twitter, and it I is. guess I'll give them a follow. It does sound like a plan of people who haven't played open tier anytime recently. Well, they're from I mean, the was, Apex. Well, it's a good chance they probably have played it. Wasn't T Swift Fan Club like a top rated team Mm-mm. back during the Silph ages? Or am I thinking of a different? different you're, think, you're thinking of i don't know who you're thinking of but t-swift wasn't at the top of apac they weren't gold rank i could have sworn that this team lost to notorious Noctowls and king of the hill they lost to yeah king of the hill they lost to notorious Noctowls. i think they lost to notorious Noctowls. but like they 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 may have been but they weren't like that they weren't like at the top of apac to where you had to like consider consider them a threat okay I don't feel like going through the catalog and re- listening to our King of the Hill segment. That's going to take too long. Look, put it like this. Oyomaya Pyramid for like all of season one self factions. After that, you got Tassie Timbers who decided to climb all the way back up. Who you got? Crimson Lions who was the best of the last ones out. Delhi Darmanitans. I'm missing some. I'm missing some. I'm missing some. Crap. I had them all in my head too right here. Dang. Uh, fuck, what's the one? Not Crimson Lions. Blah, 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 blah. Metal Raptors. Hmm. The self-runner-ups from season two. I guess that was the part of the puzzle I was missing, is I didn't realize they would be out in the, the APAC open rather than the 
whatever we're calling it regular open yeah honestly i thought metal raptors was an emea team like full stop i did not know they were apac today i learned i'll say they picked up who was it they picked up uh abinav from chicago because i think he moved out there he moved back there to india or some, somewhere i'm i don't want to put countries out there but he moved back into the apac region mm-hmm. and then i think trainer jordan like when braveners didn't do well he moved from braveners to there for the world championships and then i think went back to braveners yes but yeah they they're they're apac they're through and through apac gotcha gotcha okay so is that so, maybe a place to start is kind of highlight teams that might move out unfortunately we won't know about that until later on so we could talk about it during the oh i'm gonna hate myself but we'll have to talk about it during the the preview show to be fair looking at all the teams that are in tiers right now now they'll be like okay they're definitely probably going to move out rose lark bow slark paper scissors no not rose lark slark paper scissors and probably Probably the newly revamped EU Emperors, whatever they're being called right now. Legends United EU Emperors. And you're, you're talking about moving out from like NA to EMEA? Yeah. Okay. I think Sky Dragons will head over there after this one too. Like after Cycle 2 is wrapped up with, mm-hmm. I think they'll head over as well. Because don't they get to keep their tier placement? Correct. They move out? Okay, so then yeah. Oh yeah. Then most so of those higher up teams are moving out. Yeah, so if they... So the way it goes is like... If they moved out from like into from cycle one to cycle two, they would start back and open again. But if they move out, uh, cycle if they, two to cycle three, yeah, they'll they'll keep their same places. Okay. So then Sky Dragons, EU, Akalabipopolo team. That will go to Latam for yeah. sure. So yeah, well, I guess in that case, it sounds like we'll have more shakeup for cycle three when. The tiers are nope. 10 teams wide. And don't forget Hidden Powers. That that was an EMEA Diamond Tier team whose captain got beaten 4 to nothing, but apparently only 3 points counted and we lost 10 to 11. I'm sorry, who said that? I, that was mean. No, it wasn't. He wants a rematch. That's what he's saying. That's I do. I really, <laughs> really do. <laughs> he wants How, blood. However, we do have... We do have, uh, I think we have enough rematches coming up. Premier tier is just going to be all rematches, sadly. Well, we haven't we haven't played Nerdy haven't Birds. Played Nerdy Birds. Yeah. Yeah, but we've got Hammerheads. We got Pioneer Valley. We have Fearsome Frostlass. Like half the team or half the tier is rematches from teams that we fought in already. Also we fought C against. Kingpin, we have not it? fought Sea Kingpin yet. But we're we're in Premier tier. We got to talk about. We have to finish talking about Ace tier. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I guess no, I guess the, the follow up for the T-Swift conversation is, okay, whose who's tier is it now? I'd say Gong Rippers. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, no, Gong Rippers, okay. I looked at the wrong team here. Oh, okay. Who, who did you think I was going to say? I thought you, look, you said Gong Rippers. My eyes were on Coastal Kings. Oh, goodness. <laughs> hey, they had they had the same record. Okay. And and the, the, the total points is, is less than 11, so they didn't lose too badly. You know, Coastal Kings can, can string it together when, when they need it to be. But, you know, I think Gong Rippers is probably the more complete team. Gong Rippers. Who Gong? Okay, let me go look at who Gong Rippers played throughout this thing. They played Thunder Fury, 11-10, loss. 
see. Then Gong Rippers had their only win was against East Caliber. If that helps you, 14, anything. Seven. Okay, that fourteen seven. At least I know they can get them. Then lost to Roslark Bow thirteen eight, and lost to Team Megalo fifteen. Gong Rippers, such Cinderella story. I feel like between those two, or you know what? No, East Caliber. That's who I'm put, picking to win this tier. Ooh, that's a good one. One of the Owen four teams. That that's an interesting pick. No disrespect to the Naked Hornet either. <laughs> and like and like the Naked Hornet and friends. I like the pick. I think their best their their worst finish. If they don't finish in the top three, it'll be a disappointing cycle for them. Oh, they'll finish in the top three. They're going to finish in the top three. I hope like, so. Just, just so, going off what the other teams have done, I'm like, okay, Gong Rippers have beaten them, and I can see that happening. If there's going to be no T-Swift fan club, then okay, there's a free buy. Everybody gets a win there. Good job, Thunder Squirrels. Let's see. <laughs> Fletchendra's story could be interesting depending on when they play them. I think East Caliper beats Decidueye Dynasty Green and Coastal Kings. I think they beat Deli Bird's The Word. They did just um, lose to Decidueye Dynasty Green. Uh, okay. <laughs> just floating that. I don't. I don't about what I said. I don't. I don't know how much of the playoffs we should take as. Uh... I'm taking East Caliber's whole body of work into consideration here. This basically was this playoff. You could look at for them was like, okay, we're in a tier. It just depends on where we're going to go. And like I said before on this podcast and everywhere else, East Caliber is one of those teams that doesn't play seriously unless they actually want to. And this is a tier where I don't think they need to play too seriously. Just need to get up for the right games. And I can see a top three finish out of them. Because in Sylph, the lowest they win, I think, was what? Silver? Yeah. We never talked about them. So most likely. Mm-hmm. We just stole their teams. No, you stole their teams. <laughs> and I just cheered from the sidelines. <laughs> Although I will, I would like to say, like Naked Hornet has been a, a lovely welcome addition to the the Discord. Always leaves insightful, insightful things on the question, and unfortunately, he can't seem to win showcases because a certain teammate of Diener Don't Care seems to beat him at every attempt. So that's rough, buddy. Naked Hornet, <laughs> I picked East Caliber to win Ace Tier on the episode going out on the 16th so y'all better approve me right from the future oh goodness you're holding me you're holding me accountable that this episode comes out on the 16th <laughs> okay 15th through the 17th how about that okay that that's more doable because the patrons got to get the episode the patrons have got to get the episode early well they can feel special if they hear 16 and it's 15 right yeah <laughs> All right, East Caliber, it's it's time. You've you've done your whatever that was. You slack off long enough. It's time to. You've become slacking. Devolve back down to Vigoroth and body slam some people. I can see it happening, but I I, I still would put uh, Gong Rippers as as my pick to win the tier. Yeah, Gong Rippers and Fletch Indra's story are also kind of nice picks to go for there. I don't, I don't know. I kind of want to see. I want to see what those two teams come back looking like before I pick anything with them. I'm more comfortable picking mm-hmm. East Caliber right now. Okay. But I can see if they make if Flesh Cinderella Story and Gong Rippers make some changes, then it's like, oh, I've got a, a bold prediction ball. for this tier. Go ahead. Coastal King finishes in the top three. No. <laughs> oh, goodness. 
Just no. <laughs> I'm gonna make an enemy out of like I'm gonna make all of them mad at me, but I don't I don't care right now. I don't know. I, mean, I, I feel like that works in their favor. It really does. Coming from a former angry bottom bowler in the gang member, like you make them mad enough, they will they will do something and they will put you on notice. And what's his name? Bolt Beam Blazed or how he calls himself now, a friend, a friendship acquaintance or whatever. Mm-hmm. He so he will definitely. So I need to call them out on my first article of the next cycle. Got it. One hundred percent. Do it. Put him in the show me something category because I <laughs> I will time. join you there. Mm-hmm. I mean, while we're talking about the category, I do want to see how Thunder Squirrels, Deli Birds, the word also kind of shake things up going forward. I think so. Thunder Squirrels definitely went is going into like a mass recruiting spree. Because like they're they're supposed to be revamping, so they are going to be the biggest question marks heading into the ace tier for cycle two. Deli Bears, the word I think is one. Okay, so I haven't heard anything about from them in this off cycle, but like I remember looking through their team roster, there's a couple of EMEA people in there. I think there's some maybe a Latin American player there. I don't know, but that's a team I think might be looking to go to another conference probably at the end of this cycle if not trying to go in before the beginning of this next cycle gotcha now is it is deli birds the word a brand new team or are they a port for okay because for some reason i kept thinking that deli bird was like a team from emea or apac that kind of snuck in towards the towards the deal Um, some of their players i think have played on other teams but this this was a whole a totally new team. Speaking of new teams, I wonder if Sub Zero has entered the fray in I open. So. I haven't. I have not seen anything from them yet, as of late. Rose Lark Bow was mentioned earlier. Is that in the fray again? Their yeah. Rose Lark Bow is what? Aren't they premier? Oh yeah. They are, yeah. No no no. They're not. No, premier. they're expert. We're expert. Yeah, but we still beat them in self, so we're happy about that. By the transit of property, we're above them in expert. Ignore the premiere tier. Premier. Right, I was going to say, even though you're in premiere. <laughs> <I>, yeah, <laughs> know your place, DNR. Okay, fine. But other than that, do we have any last minute or closing thoughts on Ace tier before we jump right into premiere? This is going to be a slog for me to write about. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only one we didn't touch on specifically is Decidueye Dynasty Green, but I feel like they did well considering how wide this field was. They're not bad per se but they're not great either they we do have to give them that they're form like formerly rowdy rowlets they were a really good or like pretty average self uh self open team they they, they came in play iron no they no. i think they would have gotten promoted into iron if like oh, okay. season three had happened right yeah, so they, they show flashes of brilliance, but I, I just don't know if they can string it together to get promoted on, into the next level. Like, I think Ace here is where they'll be for a little bit until they, you know, they make me eat my words, come together, and uh, push themselves into Premier tier. Do we know if there's any mechanism for putting Ace teams back into Open? That will be a Cycle 3 problem. Okay, so not... Not for at least a cycle. Yeah. Cool, cool. Basically, don't come in last, last place out of the 17 tier. Yeah. And, and remember, in the dev notes, they did talk about accelerated tier placements. 
That's so in a, in a, yeah, because they're gonna go up to ten after this one. So after the oh, so then this is another free. This is for all the ones in the tiers. This is another free cycle, pretty much. Yes, but I will stress that there, depending on performance, there may be some relegation slash promotions. This isn't completely free. There's just going to be at least two added from open to each tier. And I think, like, say, Gong Rippers and East Caliber, they end up finishing in the top two of Ace tier. I can see them, or at least the way that, the, yeah, they go into, like, Premier tier. And then I'll use Dinair, Don't Care, and Nerdy Birds because they're at the bottom. If they end up finishing at the bottom, then they'll they'll get demoted into Ace tier and kind of like that promotion relegation, and then the accelerated tiers will kind of jump in and take the the, the final two spots. That's going to be an interesting concept to watch play out, especially considering some of the teams that are coming back this cycle. Yeah, we got we got seven. Well, starting January the eighth, we'll have seven weeks to figure it all out. And honestly, with the 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 three, I think it's three week playoffs instead of four. The Instead of with the three week playoffs, that'll leave enough time for like the staff to either have everything ironed out or have the execution ready to go. So why is Fearsome Frostlass the only one on the whole sheet that doesn't have a score? <laughs> They've been eliminated. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's a good segue into going into Premier Tier. So in Premier Tier, we have Hammerheads, Pioneer Valley PvP, and Switchmasters, all with the same scores. Fearsome well, Frost, or excuse me, same record and same score. Yeah. Uh, 41 points. <laughs> then we have Fearsome Frost last. Oh, sorry, Jet. No, I was I was getting hung up on the score versus points thing. Yeah, I I got to remember that. Points, Taco, record, points. Record. Yeah. Then we have Sea Kingpin and the Great Unknown. And then finally, the two best one and three teams, at least points wise, with Nerdy Birds and Dinair Don't Care. Do want to I give a, I do want to give a quick fun fact. Nerdy Birds and Diener Don't Care has outscored Hammerheads, Pioneer, Switchmasters, Frostlass, Sea Kingpin, and the Great Unknown. So like, I think that the two one and two, one and three teams deserve to be in that tier. Counter argument. Remember Hammerheads, they don't really score too many points. So like, saying that they saying you outscore them didn't necessarily carry too much weight. You just got to beat them. True, yeah. I think we beat them 13 to 8 when we played against them mm-hmm. in the pools. I and would. I was shocked. I would like to point out that at the start of this podcast, I said that Taco Dog owes me a shiny quarter. Because <laughs> going into the playoffs, I said Hammerheads would beat Phoenix Rising if they played them again, which they did. And would finish in expert tier. I was two points off from being doubly right and ten dollars richer. <laughs> due to interest. Hammerheads, listen to me. It is time for y'all to start scoring points. It is time for y'all to stop playing from behind. Please. Sincerely yours, somebody who thinks Garchomp is better than Flygon. All right, listen here. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have some fighting work. It is a very much known fact, and I say this fact that the only reason why Garchomp is considered a quote unquote good Pokemon is because 
the best waifu in the Pokemon universe for Gen 4 uses it as their ace. If that wasn't the case, Garchomp would just be another pseudo-legendary that's overrated like Salamence and Metagross and Dragonite. Flygon is the undisputed true pseudo-legendary. It wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that it has a speed tier tie when it first came in and was put in Ubers as soon as it debuted. It has that base 130 attack stat that basically means that his mega evolution is useless. If like, I remember cool. correctly, Salamence was also Ubers tier when it came out. Yeah, but it didn't dominate the way Garchomp did. Did it though? Because like it, you're you're comparing Gen three to Gen four, and like Garchomp in Gen four was ooh. Garchomp had the Garchomp had the advantage of having the physical special split, whereas Salamence was handicapped because Dragon type was considered a special type, and its attack stat was infinitely higher than its special attack stat, and it was still banned to Ubers. So the power level was lower in the advanced meta, but in the Gen 4 DPP meta, it's like comparing apples to oranges. This is like false swipe gaming up in here. <laughs> I am getting that channel up right now. <laughs> How good was Garchomp actually? And in this video, we will compare these two formats. I will say, however, Garchomp has fallen off in the Scarlet and Violet meta, which is kind of funny, but also kind of depressing. But when Flygon gets in, I am going to be using that... that that shiny boy that I got back in the Kalos region, and I am going to experiment and make it work, and I'm going to win a local. Work all the way down in the NU tier. Hey, it's it's at least UU now with its Terra typings. I want to see the moves it gets before I go too far on that. I'm basing it off of Gen 8's moves with like the tearing, but yeah, when it does get a move shakeup. It could make or break. I want to say, like, if you Terra into Bug, because I think it does get access to Bug Buzz, mm -hmm. like, as a TM. Like, obviously, I'm going off of the Gen 8, like, technical TMs and TRs. If you Terra it into a Bug, and you use Bug Buzz, which already uses, like, a high special attack stat. Who? That thing... Time out. Who wants to Terra into a Bug? I don't know. It was good enough for a gym leader. Like, that, that was just one of, like, the half-baked ideas I had. Obviously, you can Terra it into a Steel type. You yeah, tear nah. it into a fairy type. What like, a useful typing! Don't don't bug. No, no, the worst type in the game. You want you want to tear it yeah. into a type where another fire type can beat it when it already has a type advantage over double type advantage. No, they won't be they won't be uh, expecting it. Okay, but I, I, I here comes she you. But it'll be taking neutral damage because it's getting hit with dark type. Dark type hurt. And that Chiyu will hit you back with a Fire-type move, which will now be super effective because you are now a Bug-type. Yeah, but Heat Wave is... Heat Wave can miss. It ain't going for Heat Wave. The Copium is increasing. <laughs> it ain't going for Heat Wave. More Hopium. <laughs> but yes, I, I do see what you mean. Like, It was like a, like a very preliminary thought, and I was like, oh, wait, maybe that's not the best thing. What if we do a Steel-type? But does it get, like... Like, obviously, defensive tearing is a thing, but I want it to like. I want it to be Iron Tail still. I think it doing yes. Iron Tail, I'm not entirely sure. But Iron Tail is so like it's kind of a coin flip. It's got yeah, it's an 85 base accuracy. You essentially have to put a zoom lens on it or a wide lens. Excuse me. I forget which one is like. It gives you like the the accuracy boost whether or not you move first or second. But I know one of them is you move if you move second. 
the the accuracy is increased. I think like 1.5 times. Mm. Anywho, back to Premier. Look, this all, this all started because we got in Garchomp and Flygon. <laughs> Tail has all this time. And then, you know, one of your favorite people in Pioneer Valley PvP. We haven't gotten to play them for a while. Yeah, Gordy, we're looking forward to the rematch. Wasn't Gordy the witch from Banjo-Kazooie? <laughs> Was that Grunty or something like that? I I was saying Gordy like Commissioner Gordon from The Dark Knight. But now that's, I'm curious. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> that That's what I was going off of. But yeah, we do have a rematch in Switch Masters. They beat us 12 to 9 in the final week of the playoffs. And that could have very much gone either way. Fierce and Flores last. It's time. You know, there's there's the metas we'll talk about probably next week. And it's it's a Dragonair and it's a Frostlass meta, it looks like. And you know what that means. It means we get to go at it again. Oh, no. Who's going to win this now? Frostlass has triple axle now. That could be something that could be worth looking at. No. We were, look we were looking at that. And I like when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, no, it looks like Frostlass can beat Dragonair now. And but it's still it's just a lot closer. Yeah. But Frostlass or Frostlass Dragonair still wins in the one shield. Now, two shields is, yeah, you're going to have a problem. A big problem. Oh, this tier, this tier, this tier is kind of confusing because I'll say it. If Hammerheads plays to their potential, nobody's touching them in this tier. The big question is, will Hammerheads play to their potential? I want to say yes, but I also want to say no. I'll give I'm you my... Okay, I'll give you my reason. I was like, I'll give you my reasons for no before I get into the yes. So I say no because aside from now you have the threat of relegation or the reward of promotion this time, that might give them. Wait, I, I answered for no. I answered no part. So they might see this as like a another like sort of offseason. So they just have to do well enough to avoid promotion or avoid relegation. But I see it also as yes, because now that there is an incentive slash punishment to, you know, not go 0-7 in the in the pools, I can kind of see them as, you know, maybe now we try and nobody's gonna touch us. Okay. And I know that I know that they're out for blood against Diener. I okay. So how do I wanna put this? I remember playing Hammerheads in Platinum Tier when one of these Battle Frontier metas, which is taking inspiration from a self meta, was active. And Hammerheads were one of the more dominant factions with this particular meta. They rarely lost in like on that field side of things. And it was pretty hard, well, at least for my team, to break through their core even though you knew exactly what you had to do it was like okay but they still knew like break points and all that other good stuff like okay cool the only team again if hammerheads plays up to their potential because pioneer valley is losing some socal swablu members and then you got aren't you guys losing somebody back to the wing attack yeah we we uh we lost riblet okay so you got like two teams losing people see kingpin is going to see kingpin <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but it's, it's hard not to. At this point, 
You got to. But, like, yeah, they're going to see Kingpin. Switchmasters, they don't... I'm trying to think. I, I think they might have played... No, they didn't. They've never played Hammerheads. Or maybe they have. Can't remember, but, like... I don't know. Their best, I don't see as being as good as Hammerhead's best. Like, the only team I see if Hammerhead's comes out being like, okay, we're playing up to our potential, that could touch them. Great unknown. I don't know enough about the Great Unknown to have an opinion other than their, their entire team uses unknown as, like, the letters of the unknown as their, uh, what's the word? Profiles. Yeah, and I think that's pretty neat. Great Unknown matches up, I think, really well with Hammerheads. And the only reason why I question this is because Great Unknown, I don't think matches up with D-Nair Don't Care or Switchmasters all that well. I can respect it. So it's like you got one team that can really go toe-to-toe and match up well with Hammerheads. And while they do well against them, they're not particularly well versed against like two other teams that have a good chance at winning. Mm, okay yeah here in particular like i do want to point out we are we did also lose our mass one of our master league specialists they decided to go off and make their team so they'll be starting in the open but we did sign some former we did sign a former self copper tier master league specialist from i believe the utah pokemon rangers and Um, then fuck what's his name uh cedric not him Dang it. I, I'll tell <laughs> we we signed Drewsum. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we signed Drewsum and so he and he and Danny are like they're they're like pulling some hyperbolic time chamber type stuff and they're really I think, a, we're okay, I think we're okay I think we're okay in the Master League. Uh in the Master League this cycle. And of course really we got sick. Of course we got Jack holding down the fort jack and shervine golly they tore up ultra league like it was nobody's business of course jet is going to kick major butt too he dominated savannah let me see i'm trying to look where loudmouth is i think he might be on yep he's on switch so that's gonna that's gonna be a fun matchup when that happens loudmouth versus juicel Ooh. I'm curious to know what your train of thought is, but at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> do I really want to know? Well, you said you guys got Jerusalem, so now I'm looking at all the Master League potential here. Dang, that, that actually kind of... I don't know, Premier Tier might have just shot up to like one of the tougher tiers to figure out who wins. Well, like like you said, Hammerheads being... And this is at dependent on like... Is... Yeah. Like if Hammerheads turns it on, they they may win the tier outright, and then everyone's gonna be fighting for second place on down. Mm-hmm. But say Hammerheads doesn't turn it on this cycle, anyone can place anywhere at any given time. The whole everybody except the Kingpin has a shot at top two. Yeah. But the Got question is, will they get hot and cold? The question is, will they stay hot enough to finish top two? And that that's not a jab at them. That that is a legitimate question. Like we've seen them we've seen them at their best and we've seen them at their worst. However, it just takes, you know, them keeping their foot on the gas the entire way. This this time around for Hammerheads is going to take them actually having to blow somebody out. I don't see that happening. And yep, I'm I'm with you. I don't see that happening in this tier. Everyone, I think Premier tier is the most balanced for right now out of the two tiers. 
this tier is probably the most balanced for right now. How big of a question mark do we have over Nerdy Birds at this point? I know one of their players just got promoted to the main team or to like Brave Nerds themselves. Hmm. So we're going to leave it at definitely maybe like they might be a, a good sleeper team. And myself included, right now. myself included, I might sleep on them and I'm in their tier. We might end up sleeping on them jet for like the first couple of weeks. And it's like, oh, it's week six and they're they're about to win the whole tier. Like, my goodness. Huh. They yeah, just I'm, I'm, like, willing, I'm willing to leave Nerdy Birds as a question mark right now. They're definitely taking points from what I look at as up pairs, like in a in a big way. Like they're they went twelve nine against Texas PvP being the nine, and then what was their other one? Twelve nine against Switchmasters. Or it's even yeah, even the losses on the up pairs are not by a lot. They they pro- they've shown they can hang with like the toughest of teams. It's they just... were in the pool of death. They were in the uh, pool of death from pool six, weren't they? Yes, they were. So like they got, they have. Oh yeah, that's their question mark for real, for real. Like a they they have battle experience. Solid question mark. And some of their players were like platinum, diamond, emerald levels anyway, coming from Sylph. Yeah, this will be a very interesting, very very interesting. I am man. I'm getting my what's the word? I'm getting my blood. My adrenaline pump, and I'm I'm ready to go battle again, and we're we're about a month away. Yeah, don't don't start windmilling just yet. <laughs> okay. We we still got to get through the practice bouts, especially get the the new team, the new players acclimated to the self or the the factions experience. I will say I'll, I'll put a question mark on ourselves too, just because we like even though we did sign like two what I would like to call pretty good replacements, uh, obviously. Ryblet's talent is it's going to leave a, a wing attack sized hole in it because he is a he's a, a phenomenal player we are we did sign two uh or yeah two first time players and i'm i'm very curious to see how they'll how they'll uh what's the word how they'll take part i think they'll do an excellent job i think i think our job is the same as ever where it's it's really just getting over the line like just getting those conversions is the big we, deal we need to finish, especially in the field. The field was our biggest struggle. Like Jet would bring three, like a, a three-point sweep, and then Riblet would bring five, and then Donut. I'm sorry, I'm gonna pick on you. And Trevine, when he had off weeks, they would get swept 0-3, and it's like, well, there's there's six points right there, and now we lost. I don't I don't hold anything against anyone who played Aurora. I'm so glad I didn't have to play that ever. It was very very hard. Let me let me tell you that I. I got 03'd once. It was it was rough. Brown baller. I want my rematch. I'll give it to you, and then rock paper scissors you to death. Yep. <laughs> However, I was really good in primeval, like and the Dina Frost last meta. Donut and I were we were essentially collecting we were collecting bounties. Like, all right, well I went two one. Well I went three zero, and I'm like, all right, well I went three zero. Oh, I went one two. Ha! That, that was pretty much everything we did. Like it ended up, Donut took four more points off of me when the end of the cycle happened, and I, I bought him a community day ticket because we made a bet. Like whoever gets more points gets the community day ticket. Then he's like, "All right, bet." And a tradition was born. <laughs> yep. All right. So I don't have any more thoughts on Premier Tier. Do y'all have any last minute closing, closing thoughts, final thoughts? Mm. 
Not right now. I think... <laughs> give it some time. I might have some more thoughts. I'm looking... Great Unknown, Hammerheads, that matchup could decide a lot. Depending on how your new guys come through, might actually play a factor in what happens. And then Pioneer Valley PvP, they lose some people to uh, to SoCal Swablu, though we all kind of knew they was on loan in the first place. And now it becomes the same question I had with them when they was in Sylph. Who are you going to get to help out Gortakum and thanks? I mean, hey, when they, when they sweep... They get they get half the points needed to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's only half, and that's the I don't that's, know. That's the other part of that, right? <laughs> you get the, I mean, yeah, you're more. not wrong. <laughs> then you get into a situation where essentially two players, you have to not get swept the rest of the time. I, yeah, I see re- it. Relying on a sweep is not a great strategy. <laughs> no, with yeah. thanks, you, you can pretty much pencil in a sweep. <laughs> that's like, that's fair. With him, you could pencil in a sweep and be like, "All right, cool." So, who's going to get the other one? I pencil in a sweep unless he's going up against our open Great League specialists. I think the last time they played, it was a one-two, but like those battles were super close. The old CMP tie. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of, or probably the last tier where I get to say something to the effect of, "I guess we'll see who shows up." <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. Fair. Well, no, let, let's see what the rest of the tiers have. Oh, because this next tier. <laughs> A lot of expert tier. Here. Expert tier, expert tier, expert tier. Here we go. So we have the Thunderdome and Thunder Fury. Then we got Phoenix Rising and iCarly PvP, Team Omega Lol and TNT Fingles. And finally, Rose Slark Bow and Slark Paper Scissors. Collusion! Slark on Slark Violence. Slark on Slark Violence, Thunder on Thunder Violence. And then you've got four teams that are just one-offs. Okay, so let me go ahead and get this out the way. Slark Paper Scissors, big question mark. Rose Slark Boat, big question marks. TNT Flingles, when I talk about them, heavy question marks. Team Omegalol, <laughs> big question mark. iCarly PvP. This two and two seems kind of fraudulent, but at the same time, big question mark. Phoenix Rising, you know what I just said about Hammerheads? Apply it to Phoenix Rising. Big question mark. Thunder Fury, this is the highest they've ever been. Big question mark. The Thunderdome. I'm confident in you guys. Well, the Thunder Fury is also a brand new team. Big question mark. (laughs) I just saw a whole lot of question marks here. I don't know what to make of this tier. I want to say this is... Phoenix Rising could walk away with this. At the same time, I'm like, nah, Thunderdome's going to put out a 16-5 somewhere. Uh, Team Omegalo's going to upset two top-tier teams and then all of a sudden lose a real bad one. I'm going to call it now, Rose Lark Bow. Rose Lark Bow also does have a history of, like, just blowing their first weak opponent out of the water. Okay, okay. To be fair, they're not playing Orange Circle Ballers. <laughs> but Orange Circle Ballers is back. Keep them away from Rose Lark Bowl. Please. <laughs> no, 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 stop. No, no. Nah. Keep them away from all the high scoring factions. So they don't need to play Hogoats. They don't need to play Elite TMs. Who's another who's another fact that like likes to score a lot? Cool uh, cats. Huh? Cool cats? Yeah, when they got something to prove. Okay. They're not a consistent high score. 
Uh, the eat the eat pasta team. Keep them away from there. From them. <laughs> I feel like I saw. I want to say I saw uh, the soak house. Keep them away from gold. And what about blue? Like blue had a really good run. They can they can have coastal. That will be okay. I was like blue. Ah, uh, you gonna make Dodger girl mad? Maybe blue, but definitely keep them away from gold. Gold will come out there trying to like put up twenty one. No, gold will come out against them and try to put up thirty five in a twenty one point game. There's like nah, just keep them away from the high scoring one. Let their first opponent be somebody who's like not in synchronoids. They could play in synchronoids in their first match. Is in synchronoids in there? Yes, they are. Okay, yeah. Play them. Like that that's a good first round opponent for orange circle ballers. So would it be safe to call this to call expert tier the question mark tier? Yep. Okay. Because the only, the only team I'm comfortable with talking about is the Thunderdome because they have improved every cycle they've competed in since they started playing. And I would put I would put Thunder Fury as one of the more upstart teams. See, I feel like the way Thunder Fury plays, it almost kind of questions why do you need to have Thunder Squirrels? Yeah, I kind of would ask that question to Big Dude. He's got the answers, I guess. One thing I will say, though, that, and this was probably kind of interesting, was the Thunder Fury was playing was playing kind of with less players because, like, two people just dipped. Mm-hmm. So And so I think they played with, like, seven or eight people the entire time. And then yeah, just... Yeah, basically seven. Yeah, and still had a, a 3-1, a 3-1 in the playoffs, which, hey, that's, that's an interesting... That's a very awesome feat in itself. Now, I will say that one loss, though, was kind of concerning. Who'd they lose to? Lucky Mucks. Oh, uh, yeah. They. That was. That's a big question mark. That is, that is. That is a concerning loss because Thunderdome is good for putting out sixteen five matchups. Phoenix Rising is good for putting out some sixteen fives. Slark Papers and Rose Slark Bow have the potential to put out sixteen fives or seventeen fours. I don't want to say that that is their like biggest. Obviously, I think that was their biggest loss of the season, but like I don't wouldn't put that loss as like the biggest of red flags. I would put it as a sign of concern. Like maybe they didn't have like the depth needed to, you know, rest some players throughout the the pool section. That that's I'm, why I, that's why it's a red flag. If that's your concern is that they didn't have depth because Phoenix Rising has depth. Thunderdome has depth. Megalo has depth. You know the Slarks have depth and TNT Flingo has depth. True. I will have. I what I was mainly getting at was I would say the Thunder Fury has you know has used taken this this off cycle off season whatever you want to call it kind of like regroup and get that depth that they need. Let's try that team building thing one more time. <laughs> <laughs> they did take the last heads up against Phoenix Rising right before the Lucky Mux mashup. Yeah, that was a ten to eleven matchup. And then, yeah. then the wheels fell off the week after. Oh, like I said, this is a whole lot of question marks and one constant in the Thunderdome. So what we're saying is if the Thunderdome don't win, they were the biggest question mark all along. No, I feel like <laughs> if Thunderdome don't, I'm not I'm not going to be surprised they don't win. I wouldn't be surprised they like barely miss out on promotion. The only thing that would make me disappointed in the Thunderdome is if they like finish in last place. Last or second to last. That won't happen. And there, there you go. They're, they're your biggest constant in this tier. Okay, I see what you mean now. You got me. All right. 
That was probably the fastest we've looked at a tier. Yeah, because it's again nothing but question yeah. marks. Yeah. Jed, do you have any thoughts on this t- on the team? On the teams? I mean, the the one that has kind of been our question mark just throughout the whole cycle coverage is is TNT. And do, do you still think it's hilarious that whenever MJ talks about them, something goes horribly wrong? <laughs> oh, man. So if you're a betting man, when I write about them, bet the over and bet them losing. <laughs> so let us know if you're going to write about them so I can bet the over and bet them losing. It won't be the first week, but if they match up against Phoenix Rising. You mean when? Yeah, when they match up against Phoenix Rising, that'll be it. And and you'll know because they know. when they play uh, iCarly. That's the one I really want to see. But I think they might be undefeated against iCarly. Neat. I don't know. I got to go back in my memory bank for that one, but I think they actually are undefeated against iCarly. I should start writing these matchups down. Because they played, let's see, they played Silver Platinum. And then I think they were they were in the same pool. Pull one, yeah. I got. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're undefeated against iCarly. So okay, no, I won't write about that. Never mind. <laughs> Fair. All right, let's get into the elite tier. Ooh. All right, so the the cream, the top. I would say the toppest of the bottoms of the bottom thirty-two. Mm-hmm. So we have Copium Northeast and Lucky Mux, Canadian Shield on and Icy Wind, Hidden Powers and Mighty Thunder Ducks. And Texas PvP and Decidueye Dynasty Black. This is the second toughest tier throughout everybody throughout the whole thing. Okay, I want to know why you think why you say that. Mm-hmm. Copium Northeast, Lucky Mux, Canadian Shieldon, Hidden Powers, Mighty Thunderducks, and Texas PvP alone. Then throw in Icy Wind and Decidueye Dynasty Black. Icy Wind was the was like I think it was Diamond tier. The diamond flirting with emerald every now and then. They made emerald. Copium okay. Northeast made emerald. Lucky Mux would have been emerald. Canadian Shield has been emerald and was like, I think, semifinalist in season one world championships. Icy Wind was diamond gatekeeper for a long time. Hidden Powers made emerald in EMEA. Thunder Ducks was on the rise with the rest of, with most of open six. Texas PvP made it up to diamond and rarely got relegated. Decidueye Dynasty Black made a good last run in platinum when they got up to, uh, in the last cycle of self. Okay. Okay, yeah, now I'm gonna follow. Now I follow. <laughs> so that, yeah, so I can see that happening. I do want to point out that Mighty Thunder Ducks only loss was to the Thunderdome. And they're in a tier higher than them. All right, Migo, when are you gonna when are you going to to demand the keys to the kingdom to the Thunderdome Kingdom from Big Dude asking for a friend? Thunderdome has to, whoever wins their first tier. <laughs> I wonder if Migo was like afterwards went look at me look at me I am the captain now. That won't go over well in the cold stormy winters of Wisconsin. <laughs> I feel that. God, it's cold right now. It's it's twenty six degrees here and dropping. Huh. It's half the temperature that it is here. I was like, we're at 26 degrees right now and dropping. We're going to start rising at 4 a.m. So that's good enough for me. It's going to teach out of shorts soon. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully the winds finally died down because, geez, Louise, like, 
it was it was 30 it was 40 degrees today but with wind chill it felt like 29 i was i was very thoroughly bundled up i had on a hoodie and stayed inside <laughs> i had to go outside my crabby won a showcase Boo that man! Boo! <laughs> Boo! 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 <laughs> Boo! Uh, anyway, okay. elite tier. Elite tier. So yeah, so this is essentially, I guess the way you put it, MJ, this is essentially an emerald tier in the lower 32. Mm-hmm. There's nothing but an emerald tier in the lower 32. The, uh, the unfortunate part is, ooh, the unfortunate part is, is, I think two teams have to get relegated, and they are going to just wallop expert tier, unfortunately. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like after hyping them up, Decidueye Dynasty Black will be the one that gets relegated. I'm going to say Hidden Powers. No! Well, I know why you're saying it, but no. <laughs> oh, that's... I'm glad that you picked up on it really quickly, but mm-hmm. I, I want them to be. But if I had to pick, I would pick Canadian Shield on and the Mighty Thunderducks. Ooh, I say Decidueye Dynasty Black and Icy Wind. I, I picked the Mighty Thunderducks for one reason and one reason only. This is the they highest were, they've ever been. This yes, this is the highest they've ever been. And it has shown that if you count them if you don't count them out, or if you underestimate them, they will they will destroy the entire tier and leave endless like peace was never an option defeat the goose type type things in the tier see here's the thing with mighty thunder ducks they've never been in the tier without another open 16. like they was in iron with brave nerds sharks and wreck and rock paper slark they were in what was the next one copper with rock paper slark and sharks and wreck they were in bronze with sharks and wreck like Never wanted to, but when you got to keep going up against them, like that's the reason why. Now they're up here with Copium Northeast, who has won tiers as Northeast Battlers. They're in here with Lucky Mucks, who have won tiers. Yeah, what? I think Platinum. They won Platinum and came like a hair away from finishing top three in Diamond. Canadian Shield on. I don't think they've ever won a tier, but they've always finished like, well, they finished in the top a couple times. Icy Wind's been a gatekeeper. Hidden Power has won tiers. Texas PvP is one tiers. I think the Sigil Dynasty Black is also one a tier. I gotta double check that. So I would possibly put it as, you know, Mighty Thunderducks have always been like the bridesmaid, never the bride in this case. They've never even been the bridesmaid. They've been <laughs> that third girl down the road. That could, be one of, that could be one of the bridesmaids. They're the flower but, girl getting ready for the bridesmaid to walk down with the maid of honor, and then here's the bride to be. I think in this case, though, Mighty Thunderducks have the biggest chance to prove themselves. To be like, they can be the bride. Do it. Be ah, the last Jedi. Ah, not, not in this tier. Not here. No. All right, Migo, you know what you got to do. Mm, yeah, I gotta, they got to think, oh, my God, this is going to be. I'm going to say, as of right now, because I haven't checked to see who Copium Northeast is picking up. I think Lucky Mucks win this tier. Yeah, that's fair. Only because Canadian Shield on sometimes takes their foot off the gas way too soon. Icy Wind gets a little bit erratic. As much as I love Hidden Powers, 
Lucky Mucks just have so they just ex them and Copium Northeast just explode out of nowhere on people. I will say that Lucky Mucks had the unfortunate draw of getting dropped into the lower 32 at like the 11th hour and home slice homies took the took that mm -hmm. that final spot and that's it's no disrespect towards towards home slice homies either that's just another page in their rivalry with each other yeah and so like at this point you've got you've got that and then that like of course that bumped lucky mucks down and they just said all right we're not losing and then they go off and <laughs> 16 14 16 12 like i think if they wanted to they could have put up 14 points against hidden powers they just said all right we got 11 we're done they could have sent it well beating hidden powers like just 12 9 is sending a message where you know they're going to be in the same tier together yeah there is definitely going to be a lot i'm not going to say a lot of bad blood but they'll be out for blood next next cycle this coming cycle okay mj do you, do you have any question marks on the losses for Canadian Shield on an icy wind, or were those just the foot-off-the-gas moments? For Canadian Shield on, let's see, wait, during this tournament, who they lose to? Because both of them lost to teams that ended up two tiers lower. Hold on, let me find Canadian Shield on, because I can explain the way their losses. Okay, great note that, yeah, I can explain the way that loss. Probably, let me see, did Go Ant go 3-0 in that matchup? If Go if Go Ant went 3-0 in that matchup, or Rubik's Moose went 3-0, then that's easy to explain away. Because again, the great unknown, only team in that one. Oh no, this was straight up two ones across the board, except in oh Broken Waggler got 3-0. Okay, yeah, now nah, that's that's just tough loss for Canadian Shield on, and then let's see, obliterated Deli Bird is the word. Beat D near don't care, and then lost to oh no. And them beat, yeah. So nah, nah. That's the easy, yeah. That's the easy explain away win. Like they just lost last second. Great unknown. Great unknown has like again has the potential to be that good when they're pushed up against the wall, but they sometimes have to be like forced out of it. And Canadian Shield on didn't take it. I feel like Canadian Shield on because they came into this tournament on a losing streak. They, they did lost. limp into the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, they lost. To, they lost to see Kingpin. I remember that shit. <laughs> they did revenge right at the end, but yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It was supposed to be tight race coming down to the wire in pool two, and then they had to go and lose to Sea Kingpin. Don't think I'm over that too, brave nerds. <laughs> Touch on y'all later. But nah, Canadian Shield on just limped into the playoffs, and then like Great Unknown beating them eleven ten just kind of woke them up. Icy Wind. Came I already out looked of... for you. Who's for the Icy Hammerheads. <laughs> I, I remember that. I remember that one because Jet and I were like, "Oh look, Hammerheads got the biggest upset of round one." And I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then we funny. saw it. <laughs> that is funny. Two Canadian at it, but Icy Wind also was in the Battle Pyramid, the Pool of Death. So, hmm. No, nah, I don't have no question. That's not that's not put off the gas moment. That's just with Canadian Shield on playing the team that matched their energy and just was one one move better, one charge move better than they were. And Icy Wind just matched up against Hammerheads, who again at their best 
not going to outscore you, but they will win. They know how to beat you, and Icy Wind, just, yeah, nah, just, I don't have no question marks with all these. These are all, like, 2-4-0, and, and then your six best three and ones, barely. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Dynasty Black barely making it. Also, barely keeping hammerheads out of expert tier to, oh, oh my god. That kind of hurt. I was watching, I was like, oh my god, I just need y'all to Make expert. You already finished one part of the bet in beating Phoenix Rising. Just make expert. And the next time I come on the show, I can come on with my pimp hand strong and be untouchable. But Texas so PvP beat down Decidueye Dynasty Black for me. Still love you, King Alexander and K Pine. Y'all still cool peoples, but I need y'all to get blown out by Texas PvP. I mean, the Texan in me is gonna say all right deciduate dynasty black you've yeed your last haw mm-hmm. get out of here before the suing deciduate comes through okay i also do just want to point out that like i'm a little annoyed that the hasuian starters do not get the community day moves they're not even in the, well okay samurai's in the game but typhlosion and what's mccall and deciduate they're not in the game yet are they they are not Plus, wouldn't you rather want them to wait until they can get, like, their other signature moves as well? Okay, fine. I was about to say, like, Samurai, I'd rather wait for Ceaseless Edge and Hydro Cannon. True, but then it's just like you're waiting you're waiting with these Samurais for, like, a very long time. Look, we waited for Greninja, and it turned out to be the best thing to happen to it. We can wait for Samurai. Typhlosion, I don't think it's going to matter too much, and Decidueye... Yeah, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I forgot what thousand I forgot what thousand arrows does in the main series games. Does it debuff or does it buff? It debuffs and I thought that was a Zygarde move. Yeah. Oh there, then, are we talking what, about Shackle Shot? Well I know Shackle Shot. Shackle. Yeah, Spirit I know yeah. I know Spirit Shackle, uh it kind of works as like a, a mean look type it's like a mean look I'm talking about Hisuian Decidui. That one was like some kind of three arrows thing, right? Triple arrows. Yeah. Triple arrows. This is also just a glimpse into how my brain works. Let me see. Hold on. Triple arrows battle effect. The user kicks, then fires three arrows. The move has a heightened chance of landing a critical hit. It may also lower the target's defense stat or make it flinch. That's going to be a powerful move if it comes to Pokemon Go. So if it comes to Go, the only thing that I can see porting over is it has a 50% chance to lower it the target's defense by one stage. So it's like a Scald. I'm not going to say so much like a Scald clone. Like it can hit like Scald, but instead of debuffing attack, it debuffs defense. I feel like it might debuff defense by two. Lower the power, but defunct, debuff by two stages instead of one. Mm. Oh yeah, because then it's like, oh, it flinched. Flinched and critical hit and lower defense. I think that's broken. I don't like it. Mom, come pick me up. I'm scared, please. But yeah, Spirit spirit Shackle just flicks damage and prevents you from switching out and damages the target. But So I don't think... It might just be like an X-Scissor clone at this point. But like for ghost types. But then it'd be competing with Shadow Ball. Except that it doesn't have Shadow Ball right now. It just has Shadow Sneak. Oh, that's right. So that would just be a straight upgrade. Yeah, you you would hope. Niantic gonna Niantic. 
Are we are we gonna are we ready to talk about the Brave Nerds tier now? <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll go back from main series into back into go champion tier time. So we have some interesting some interesting teams in this one. Like I don't know how to feel about it, but I'm gonna break it down anyway. We have backstage battlers, Northeast battlers, utter madness, Evan Stonks, Muddy Water, Barktown Boomers, Home Slice Homies, Brave Nerds, and Hoosier Daddies. Okay, so wait. The t- the cycle starts January eighth, right? Yes. All right. Let me see here, and then seven seven weeks long, right? Correct. Let me pull this calendar up so I can see. Okay, who's your daddy's is due for at least one loss on Valentine's Day weekend? Uh, let's see. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so who's your daddy's will have three losses. That is a guarantee. At least three losses. So let's see. Martin Luther King Day shouldn't affect them. Valentine's Day will affect the week before and the week after. But no other major holidays to worry about. But it is cold outside during this time period. So, you know, the wives might want to huddle up. Make some more uncles out of the daddies. Real All quick, right. I... <laughs> Real quick, I feel like Jet and I are like sitting in a room, and then MJ is like saying, "All right, so here's where it starts. Now follow the red yarn to here, and then follow, go to here, and then it goes to here." And I'm like, "I like where this is going, but I'm very scared." <laughs> Who's yeah, your daddy? Yeah. You gotta map out the schedule and see what all like major family stuff is happening, or family stuff naturally happens. Before you figure out, okay, are they going to do well or are they not? January, during the months of January and February, they tend to do well. Because I want to say, what, gold tier, when they were in gold tier with Dubs for Cheap, they finished, well, they got relegated, but they finished like, I think they were the highest scoring team to get relegated ever. Silver, they finished third, I think. Yeah, when they was in silver, they finished third. Like, they do pretty well in the winter months. It's just... You got to map out when they're going to lose. Got to watch for the holidays. So like this 0-4 right now, okay, let's see. Thanksgiving, give it. Yeah, that was going to be a loss. Don't care if they want to do spice of that last week. They were going to lose that. Right after Halloween, oh, yeah, that was definitely going to be a loss. And then you just had to figure out, like, okay, what about the two in between there? And, oh, well, they just ended up being losses too. So at least three losses for Hoosier Daddies. Um, As for everybody else. Ooh, brave nerd, y'all about to get tested, tested, really tested. Shit. Um. Oh, you. Oh, this is a nice. This is a nice little mix of old school and new school. Self. So, got backstage battlers, Neb, Evan Stalks, Muddy Water, and Who's Your Daddies? And I'm gonna throw Home Slice into the new school because they didn't really come on until season two. Like they didn't come into their own, or yeah. they were just kind of okay. Because I remember playing them in open tier in season one. Like, they were good, but they weren't, like, this good. Like, they all got so much better in Season 2. Parktown, Boomer. Oh. I think the only reason why I feel like this tier isn't as exciting as Expert tier might have something to do with Muddy Water being in here. With the way that Muddy Water was performing in pools, I honestly thought they would be up in the Legend tier. Well, let's see. They who were their opponents? Some folks who they tend to beat whenever they play. 
Then Deoxys Alberta form. That was a one point loss. That was expected. Chicago then they lose Stars. That one was definitely expected. And then Sharks and Wreck. Oh, no. Sorry. I lied. Utter Madness. That was a stunner. Hmm. I don't know. Like, that's Muddy Water. Oh, look, what I said about Hammerheads and what I said about Phoenix Rising, you might. Well, no, because I think Muddy Water might also be losing some people. Might be speaking oh, really? out of turn here, but I think they might be losing some people. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Maybe I'm thinking of. No, I think I'm thinking of Sharks and Wreck. Ah. I'm mixing two teams up. But I don't know. Muddy Water. Oof. To me, it comes down to like your middle teams, what they do. Because I feel like Backstage Battlers could be a middle team here. Barktown Boomers and Home Slice Homies, I feel like we're middle teams here. Evan Stonks, I don't know what to make of them. Oh, excuse me, because they got okay. that one they point win over. Oh, go ahead, Jet. Oh no, I was I was pointing out the same thing that their their wins were not <laughs> like yeah they they did have the one point win over Backstage, but they also had win over one of the legend teams right yeah over Apollo. yeah yeah that one mm-hmm. but then ended up losing who they lose to they got blown out by electrum yeah like eesh. yeah like they were able to beat the teams that weren't mainstays in emerald but then got blown smooth out by the teams that were mainstays in emerald would it be safe to say to put a question mark on this team Put a question mark on them, on Backstage Battlers, on NEB Utter Madness. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, like, on Backstage Battlers was definitely a shock after their performance in pools. Especially since one of their the teams that they beat is in the legendary tier from pools. But you also got to remember, like, the team they beat that's in legend legendary tier, like, they beat them by one point. A win is a win. <laughs> okay, a win, a win is a win is a win. But at the same time, like, you came into this one, like, you wanted everybody to talk about you. We talked about you. Then the Oxford Alberta Forum was not the team they should have played coming in here because I think, what, they've played each other over and over again in Diamond tier. I think they butted heads before. Yeah, so, they, yeah. they have. And the Oxford Alberta Forum knew exactly what to do. And then they had to go, like, on a 2-0 run just to salvage have a chance that legendary tier ended up coming short coming up short by one point so i do want to point out that evan stonks beat backstage battlers and we beat evan stonks therefore dean air don't care is better than backstage battlers by the transitive property the identity property looks at you and say but you're not up here yeah that's fair jet wouldn't let me make my circle of suck either because <laughs> i really <laughs> wanted too to many make times <laughs> It was great because like muddy water, like you just cut muddy water out and you had the the everybody beat everybody thing of above. So that was that was great. Yeah, just cut out the tier winner and you have a circle of suck. Well, tier winner in the last place tier team. Well see that was oh, that's right, because hammerheads beat. I was like, hammerheads everybody beat hammerheads. Yeah, so hammerheads would go in the middle and there would be like beat arrows pointed at the at the team or at the the deal then it's no longer a circle it's a ray it's a pie we don't want pies okay fine oh i don't know champion tier oof there i don't think there's a clear winner here this is not it's kind of for me going to come down to muddy water and whatever brave nerds can do 
which Brave Nerds team shows up? Question mark. Oh no, I feel like the best possible Brave Nerds team is going to show up. It's just a matter of they had in the last self cycle there were some holes that were made apparent when they weren't playing Starks and Wreck and Rock Paper Slark in the way up. Like in their gold tier, they lost to Team Omega Lowell, I think Aquatail Hunger Force and came close to losing to Hammerheads. Wait, yeah, Hammerheads. So despite the fact they were able to beat, who they beat? They beat Copium Northeast and Canadian Shieldon. We've also seen, well, I've also seen them lose to teams that have played at the top of a faction's like tiering, tiering structure. So now they're in here with Muddy Water that's been to the top and been in the world championships. They're up here with Evan Stonks, who have kind of stayed near the top, never really succeeding at the top, but staying near and around the top to know what to do. They're up here with Battlers, who kind of are just like Evan Stonks, never really made it to the top, but been around the top to where it's like, okay, they're a gatekeeper. Any B Utter Madness, who kind of went on a career renaissance for all of them, and along with the rebrand ending in itself like there there it's i don't know brave nerds is going to get really tested here and not being in a pool with sharks and wreck and rock paper slark and mighty thunder ducks is like okay well now we got to see what you can really do because i think what didn't they play in king of the hill which team was it again i'm sorry brave nerds yes they did and they were bounced in the first round I want to say they were bouncing around number two, but, but they they were they were out no, early. No, no, nerdy bir- nerdy birds got bounced in round two. Brave nerds is out in round one. Yeah, so they got bounced. So yeah, like this is not the same thing, but also kind of like a lingering thought in the head. Like, okay, I've seen you in, when you got to play tough for competition. I've seen you when like it can be pretty cutthroat. I still have faith in you, but like you know, when it comes to you guys in muddy water. I know Muddy Water can come with it, unless they gotta play a team like Elite TMs in the second in the second uh week. But outside of that, I know Muddy Water's gonna come with it. Will you come with it? As for everybody else, I don't know. Just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that directed specifically at Barktown? You know, the last time I told Barktown Boomers to have fun, they won a tier. They won pool what? Pool one. Did they win pool one or? Yeah, they won. Yes. One. Yeah, they won pool one. So, you know what, Barktown Boomers, just boom, go boom. We'll we'll see what happens after week two. Now, come talk to me after week two about you guys. I gotta watch some transactions and see what goes on. Yeah, I can't they, confirm. Sorry. They've only got one matchup that isn't a rematch immediately. So, I can confirm that Barktown did win pool number one. They were just the fourth seed. Oh my god. Wait a minute. Rematch, rematch, rematch. Who's the one that's not a rematch? The Sharks and Wreck. Sharks and Wreck ain't in champion tier? Yeah, that's why it's not a rematch going oh, into okay. Yeah, you, okay, okay, I'm following now. Yeah. <laughs> but on that note, we must move to the cream of the crop. <laughs> the well, you know what I mean. Legendary tier. Ooh, the okay. the top tier. So we have Rock Paper Slark. Electrum, Sky Dragons Gaming, Deoxys Alberta Form, Sharks and Wreck, EU Emperors, Chicago Stars, and Acopolypse Team. Bowie Ali Oxenfree. Okay. Um, 
Electrum, I think, is going by Legends United Origins now, and EU Emperors are going by Legends United EU Emperors. That's too long of a saying, so I'm going to come up with something that's a little bit shorter. Deoxys uh, Alberta Form is going to finish in last place. That's so far all I got for Legendary Tier. All of these heavy hitters, like the Ali Ali Oxen Free Team, Chicago Stars, EU Emperors, Deoxys Alberta Form, Sky Dragons, and Electrum, these were all like former Emerald Tier and Diamond Tier teams, right? All of them were Emerald Tiers, except oh, okay. Snark and Sharks and Rick. So maybe the unpopular opinion, because Taco doesn't ever run out of those. Would it be safe to say that we could put our, well, I would put a question mark on Sharks and Wreck and Rock, Paper, Slark because they have the most to prove? No. Sharks and Wreck will be a question mark because I think half their team is forming another team that's going to be in open tier. Okay. So, like, I can understand them being a question mark, but then the other side of that coin being the other half that's not going to be moving on to that new team that's staying with Sharks and Wreck has played in the t- Chicago Stars and Deoxys Alberta Form and Electrum. Like, they were that they came from Muddy Water and formed part of the scene. They came from other teams and formed, like, they were a conglomerate of some Emerald and Diamond Battlers. So, like, they have the battle experience, even if the team itself has never been this high. Rock, okay. Paper, Smart in their entire time has only lost two battles. No, 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 I take that back. They've only been beaten by two teams. And I don't see any of those two teams in the legendary tier. I know one of them was, oh yeah, wait. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, one of them was Barktown, and the other one was Brave Nerds. Holy oh, no. smokes. Okay. Three, three teams, but like. Who was the third Two one? in the regular season. Stadium Elite Silver. Okay. So with all that being said, like they are in a tier where EU Emperors, former world champions, Chicago Stars, like usually finishing in the top four in all of the world when it comes to factions or team battles like that, no matter what the format is. Sky Dragons Gaming, usually a thread Electrum or Legends United now. They're going to be, you know, all hands on deck. I wouldn't say that the question, the biggest question mark here would be Deoxys Alberta form because, excuse me, whenever they make it to the top, they always flame out. It never failed. When they make it to the top, they flame out. They finish like either ninth or 10th whenever they made it to Emerald. So I feel like they're the biggest, they're the ones that have the most to prove. Okay. I see that. Interesting. That being said, they have experience against Electrum. They have experience against Chicago Stars. They have played Rock, Paper, Slark before. Like, they have the experience against some of these teams. They know how they play. It's just a matter of now, okay, hey, you guys got to start stepping up to stay here. Because now that we know that Pogos and Elite TMs and Cool Cats and Wing Attack and SoCal Swablu Gold, not to mention down in Champions here, you still got Muddy Water and NEB Utter Madness and Copium Northeast and Lucky Mucks. And all these, all these other teams that I feel like are going to be moving up pretty fast. Like, hey, you guys, you guys and Icy Wind are prime targets, and Backstage Battlers too, for that matter, are prime targets for a big old power creep. I see that. Okay, I guess like my main thought, like before you kind of broke it down like that, my main thought was, you know, maybe 
the the open six is like they were no originally called i guess now open five <laughs> i would just pick my two question marks there because they're like the younger of the teams not yeah. counting like rebrands and stuff but when you put it that way i can kind of see like you know maybe yeah kind of see i kind of agree with what you're what you're saying like and then to break it down even deeper rock paper slark has the best open open league group out of everybody in this tier and this ain't even a shot at this ain't a shot at anyone this is just me stating hey on a week-to-week basis their great league ultra league and master league especially their master league i'm taking over everybody in legendary tier so you got to beat them in the fields or you know eu emperors doesn't have like a whole week where they all decide they want to retire before they come back the next week <laughs> yeah i would probably go on record say rock paper stark is one of the most complete team or one of the most complete and balanced teams and it is very hard to get points off of them now what At i want to happen if uh-oh. we can make this happen rock paper slark you guys stay in champ stay in like legendary tier get me a tier with rock paper slark and elite tms Ooh, don't that don't let elite tms play pogoats before this match don't have rock paper slark play either sharks and wreck or Brave Nerds before this match. Let them come into this either at the start or at the end. Play for nothing or play for something. One of the two. Give me that. We have the opportunity now. If this tiering section and the cycles is going to go the way like you guys broke it down, if it happens that way, we have a very good opportunity of this happening. And then throw in Pogos at the end be like, okay, cool. Winner of Rock Paper Slark versus Elite TMs, go play Pogos. If it's Rock Paper Slark versus Pogos, everybody else take the week off. We're all watching that match. If it's Elite TMs versus Pogos, okay, hey Elite TMs, go beat the one team you can't beat. And then if Are it's Pogos, it's gonna be up there. I'm like, okay, cool. Crown them because you can't put the crown on the head of a goat. So, true, yeah. I was gonna say, would would the winner be allowed to pull from like the losers roster and make it Pogos no, versus no. the world? Nope. Oh, keep keep the rivalries going. No. Make them simmer with it for another seven, eight weeks. Gotcha. <laughs> you know me. I like chaos. Look, because Elite TMs can say they're world champions, but Pogos can look at them and be like, all right, cool, you world champions, but we beat y'all twice. Y'all never beaten us. You got to win over everybody in Sylph except us. I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, I'm going to go. Feels. What's that, Jet? I said, hopefully that's not how legendary tier feels. <laughs> There's a new tier created. It's called the mythical tier. Oh, that'd be nice. Hey, Greg, that's the world. That cha- that's the world championship right there. Mythical. The mythic. The mythic tier reserved for the world champ. Reserved for X world champions. Well, alrighty then. So, yeah, this is this has definitely been like I'm I'm intrigued. Because I see some teams like, you know, kind of circling all the way back. I'm intrigued to see some teams finishing the way they did. I am also intrigued that, you know, some teams finished about where we thought they would. Uh, I do want to jump back into champion because I did want to say you're talking about who's your daddies. We did call them the Cinderella team for a reason. And then they made the playoffs. Unfortunately, they did fall short at the very end. But we do have to kind of give credit where credit is due. They competed really well and they made the playoffs in what was 
arguably the hardest pool. Not arguably, was the hardest pool. Okay, was the hardest pool in the in the entire Battle Frontier. And not even as like a wait, they didn't make it as a wild card, did they? They they punched no, they their ticket. A, yeah. Yeah, so they punched their ticket directly and got in and you know, un- unfortunately, I would say the the battle or the the cal- the talent or caliber of battle of teams was a little bit out of reach for them. Apocalypse was the one team was like, okay, no, they're going to get their doors blown off. And this was right around Halloween time. So it made sense. Again, with Hoosier Daddies, just schedules. You got to <laughs> keep in track. Keep in mind, like, these are daddies. They're leading their names. Like, none of them have teenage. I don't think any of them have teenagers yet. So, like, they can't, like, all be focused on this at once. So it's like, okay, Halloween time, they got to play a polyboo. So they're going to lose to a polyboo. EU Emperors kind of went the way I thought it would. And then backstage battlers and park temple yeah all their matches went the way you thought it was just yeah like scheduling sucks for, for a second i thought you called a copalypse team the apu instead of the olibu and i was like wait apu's the monkey from aladdin yeah he's the monkey from aladdin yeah we'll we'll go with that one a boo boo oh wait apu's also a character the in the simpsons that's what i was talking yeah but yeah, a pocket of pace team. So you never run out of names for this team. It's, it's, I, it's I'm a stone running joke. I hope they know I'm joking when I know how to say their names properly. I just like it's fun to come up with different types of ways to say that. It never fails. Like I don't think you've repeated a single name, a single a name for them. A polylolly is like the most repeated, but I think that's what three times and not every Yeah, I'm saying it's not repeated consecutively. Well, all right. Gentlemen, do we have any final thoughts on the tierings before we go to break? I don't know. I I guess I guess I can give my rankings here before somebody asks this question in my DMs. Like, well, I think the ranking of these tiers. I think legendary is the toughest tier, obviously. Then elite, and then I would say I got premier probably being tougher than champion. Champion's kind of middle of the pack in terms of like what could happen or what I think like toughness wise which might offend some people in champions here but I don't care I mean if you're not if you're not getting a reaction out of players and like getting engagement are you really doing your job as like a sports writer or a podcast I've always had the mindset of if you really have a problem with what I say just meet up with me at one of these regionals and say your piece and hopefully I ain't got nothing to say to you then. And I'm in a good mood. Because if I'm in a good mood, you can say all your pieces and I ain't going to do nothing. If I'm not in a good mood, then I hope you have non-PG years. <laughs> Bring your opinions with a plushie. I've always been on the, the subject of, you know, if you if you have a thought or an opinion, let's talk about it. Always been that person that defends his opinion It says, this is where I'm coming from. This is where I arrived. And sometimes trainers will say, well, your opinion's wrong and this is why. And others will just straight up call me stupid. And like, if you straight up call me stupid, stupid. it's like, (laughs) well, thank you. That was my my next go-to thing. But it's like, if you call me dumb, but you don't explain to me like why your method, like why my thought process is wrong or what I miss, it's like, 
you know, what are you teaching me? You're, you're just calling me dumb without giving an explanation. You're just mad that your feelings are hurt. Exactly. And so, like, I, I don't feel bad. Like, like, if I say something that's wrong, I will own up to it in the next episode. Time and time again. If you come up to me in, like, regionals, or, at, like, a regional, and meet up with me and say, Hey, Taco, I like what you're doing. You got this part wrong. This is what actually happened. I say, oh, cool. And I make a note of it. And, you know, I correct myself. I think that's, like, the best thing to do. But, yeah, if you just come up and call someone dumb because your feelings are hurt, well, you probably shouldn't be playing factions to begin with because we're going to rag we're gonna rag on each other. I'm sad that Dubs for Cheap isn't coming back yet. Or maybe it's they will. It's a spiritual kind of successor, maybe. Because Weekend at Burmese, I know, is coming back. The world um, champions? Yes, the world <laughs> champion Weekend at Burmese. I think... Straight to mythical. <laughs> And I want to say Underground FC, that is part of like, you can probably call it a spiritual spiritual successor. I can see if they don't want to be called that. But like, that's also got a couple of players that used to be on Dubs for Cheap and Sub-Zero on their team. So we still around Underground FC, Underground Fight Club, baby. It's the U with Flair. Gonna have the best Ultra League battler, I know that much. And one of the best match league ba- Yeah, buddy, we good. We they good. They good. They don't need me to hype them up. They good. I didn't hype them up. They probably they better not lose out. Come on, Luffy, make me look good. <laughs> you too, great wolf. Does this mean we can recruit natural D one onto our team, maybe? <laughs> I, think he, I think he's on uh weekend at Burmese. Oh, dang it. Well, it's okay. Whenever he, whenever he acts up, I can be like, well, you never offered me a spot in your team. And I can just show the DMs like, well, we tried, but you said you found your own team. I don't know. I got to go through and look at some of these teams and do something about this. Because I know I want to do another reaction video with somebody who doesn't know anything about this stuff. See what they think about these team names and whatnot. I didn't know the total was over 500 now. Totally yeah, right. Naturals on Weekend at Burmese. Ah, okay. It's a good team, too. Yeah, I'm definitely going to... I'm going to need a list of everybody that's an open tier. We will have that list at a later date. Cool, because I, I got to get to and, theory uh, practice some of these matchups and whatnot. And consider this your invitation to come on the, the preview show where we will only talk about open tier. <laughs> Bet. I'm right. there. It'll probably be like January second, because January the first, I'm gonna be recovering from a from a, a fun New Year's Eve party. I think that's that can be a, yeah, that can work. Yeah, the first is on a Monday, so yeah, yeah, that that'll work. Sweet. Or if we want, we can record. Yeah, obviously, we'll talk about that during the break. Mm-hmm. We can have like if Jet wants to as well. We can record during the day, so we have more time. Dude, I know. I, I still have to. If we do that on the first, then yeah, okay, we'll talk about that. Talk about that on the first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, while while we're talking about the open tier teams that we don't know yet, that's that's kind of my last commentary is just take notes on how this turned out for everyone because you can kind of plot your course against it. This is everything you're going to go through, so you can go the who's your route and get in the top bracket and earn one of those top slots no matter what happens after that or you know be a lucky mux and ride out the top of the bottom bracket 
Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of strategies you can use to kind of put yourself in the best spot. But okay, with all of the wrap ups out of the way, we're I actually before I we send you to break, I do also want to thank MJ for taking time, stopping in, and giving his two cents. It is always just super fun to listen, kind of pick your brain a little bit. There's no one better than MJ. That's what I tell people. I mean, he is he is the legendary SS title writer for a reason. But with all of that being said, it is unfortunately time that we take a quick commercial break. So please enjoy this recycled commercial, and we will be right back after these messages. Hello, this is Professor Elm, and I'm in a bit of a predicament. I was wondering if there were any eccentric trainers who would be willing to make a delivery of some sorts. You see, Mr. Pokemon, just outside Cherry Grove City, has informed me that he has a very rare Pokemon egg that would be great for my research. He even has some company in, the famous Pokemon Professor Oak. If you are able to, but do not have any Pokemon, no worries. I have three Pokemon that would be just beautiful for the adventure over there. Unfortunately, you can only choose one Pokemon. They are Chikorita, Cyndaquil, or Totodile. These three Pokemon, one of these three Pokemon, will help you in case you get tangled in the weeds and have to fight off against some Rattatas or Sentrits. I really hope that you guys, I really hope that somebody can pick up this delivery soon as Pokemon eggs are vital to my research. Did I mention I was Professor Elm? Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break because I know I did. The only thing that was missing was MJ's savory voice. Yeah, I do want to, or we do want to take another round of applause for MJ. He does, he does a lot of stuff. I know he doesn't like to take compliments, but gosh darn it, we're going to give him compliments until he... Well, and it's it's just been so great to have him like readily on call. I, I, I know he's he's been around a few times, but especially for since the Battle Frontier started, it, it has really been a lot more often. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm glad that he's just, he's so here for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that... I know, like, we've, we've brought MJ a lot on the show. Usually, the the door that we have to our studio is usually open nine times out of ten. Like, if you want to come on the show, like, if we have something to talk about and you have something to contribute, by all means, like, ask us. And, like, the worst we can do is say no. Like, obviously, during, you know, Battle Frontier is Battle Frontier. But, like, if there's, an, like, the off cycle like we have right now, Yeah. We're gonna have we're gonna have stuff to talk about, <laughs> and and similar to like the regionals, half the fun is getting to know the teams better, just as people and as actual kind of organizations, getting to see a little bit more and hear more about how 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 y'all do things. Yeah, we're yeah we've had we had amazed on the show when we were first starting and then we had taking notes (laughs) i still have those notes framed and then we've got like how to run an empire with big dude the the winners of open tier with the barktown boomer crew and you know like 
to this day, I don't think I've had one person on the show that I've said, you know what, let's never bring them on again. Yeah, yeah we, have, we, have a, we have a pretty good track record of getting them back, actually. <laughs> <laughs> True. But, however, I do have to segue. We do have to take some quick time to plug some socials, uh, some housekeeping things. So this podcast is powered by Patreon. The link is in the description down below. You can support the show for as little as $1. Getting access to it will grant you a access to a super secret chat in our Discord that is also linked down below. Uh, at the $1 tier, at the $5 tier, you can jump into the recording booth and fact check us in real time. You know, it's if you really like to prove people wrong, that's the best place to do it. And of course, yeah. <laughs> and of course, all episodes, if you're a patron, all episodes you will get them at least one day early. So that is that's what we have for the time being. Do also want to point out that we want to thank our patrons, Trainer Thanks, ZT Smith, and Sotiri for their kind donations. I do want to point out that every dollar invested in this show goes right back into the production value. We do have a special announcement that we'll be unveiling uh, in 2024, uh, but we are going to save that for the last episode, 2023. If, however, uh, you know, monetary donations to help us keep the digital lights on and pay the editor is not in the cards, consider following, giving us a follow and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Currently, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Podcasts. The amazing music, especially the very festive music that you are listening to, is by a very wonderful video game composer by the name of Zame on YouTube. And on Twitter or X, their descriptions are going to be the channel description and the Twitter will be listed down below. Please give him a follow. Like, I absolutely love his music and I've actually ended up making a playlist of it, especially what he has on Spotify. And when I play my GBL sets, I'm just vibing to it. And then, of course, we have a Twitter where we are at Dra or the, the official podcast one is at Dragonair Dent. Or if you can follow me, I am at TacoDog underscore eight. But I warn you, I post memes. I post F1 stuff. Sometimes I'll post NASCAR. And other times I'm just being a troll on Twitter because that apparently is the most fun. How dare you be not just a Pokemon guy? Look, it, it clearly states on my bio, all opinions are my own. And if you just want Pokemon stuff, follow the Enter the Dragoners Den because we will only post Pokemon stuff there. Speaking of that, we are going to segue into the Play Pokemon segment before we jump into the community engagement section. So we did have the Stugart Regional that took place at the, in, I think it's Stugart, Germany? I don't know where Stugart is. I know yeah, it's in, one. I know it's in the EU. And the top eight was pretty wild. Like, we had seven teams with Chargebug. We saw some Galarian Stunfisk. Trevenant was there a little bit. Of course, you had Ligatung on six of the teams, which, hey, it's Ligatung. It hasn't been touched by a nerf yet. And then there was a Shadow Polyrath for some count like counter users. I I think I only saw one Metacham on the, on the roster. Even Altaria came back. Which you would think after the Sky Attack nerf, it was just nowhere to be found. Nah, it just needed another season to to come back in full swing. It's gonna, it's it's back to do its bulky dragon breath stuff again. 
Yeah, can you imagine when that thing gets a shadow form? I don't even know if that's better. Well, because Shadow Dragon Breath, so you have the Shadow Dragon Breath, and then you have a Pokemon like Altaria that's already bulky, and it's not going to be, like, too bad. So that might be the premier Dragon Breath user over Shadow Dragonair. It did take a pretty big hit, though, with Sky Tag being its fastest charge move. Yeah, we should give it something different. Needs a little something. <laughs> give it Dragon Claw, even though it can't. Actually, no, give it Breaking Swipe. I'm pretty sure it can learn Breaking Swipe. It's time for Aerial Ace Altaria. You know, that's a good idea. We're going to put Dragon. that... Already had a community day. Yeah, we're gonna put that. We're gonna put that on the good things shelf and never talk about it again. <laughs> so, on that note, the community engagement section this week is going to be: What are your thoughts on the play Pokemon meta after the Stugart regionals? You are more than welcome to place your answers if you listen on Spotify in the reply box down below. Also, we do have a weekly questions answer on the Discord. Feel free to answer us there. I'm sure that everybody's going to have some nice, awesome things to say. Some people already find the meta RPS. Others find it as like a little healthier than last time. Me personally, less Medicham, good is good for me. I do appreciate the variety that's coming out just straight out the gate compared to how cookie cutter a lot of the especially top teams were looking before like you had some outliers that were proving that a few of the cool picks like your shadow charizard and your shadow dragonair had a spot but now i feel like the formula is is quite diverse which is nice Mm -hmm. yeah that is honestly a fair assumption and of course like you know emea has their own meta that's one thing apac has does their own thing as well we are looking forward to this weekend is San Antonio here in the the good old US of A or NA area. And I'm curious to see like what the North American players, what they'll bring to the to the table. It has been fun to see a few of the players go over their local cup runs as those become a little bit more prevalent and I'll be looking forward to that being a little bit more regular as soon as the cups pick up like some some traction in their newest domains. Yeah, the the local challenges in the EU area definitely also help out. And I tried something new where I went over my my cup uh, when I was streaming over the weekend. And I think that there were some people that were were very interested into like what I brought and, you know, my my thought process as to like this is what I did, this is probably what I shouldn't have done, but <laughs> well, and as a player, that's that's super helpful to do for yourself anyway. So if you have an ex- like an extra excuse to do it and use it as content, like then I, I think you'll take it that much more seriously. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of that, jumping back into the play Pokémon segment, we had our second League Cup of the season at our local in Iowa City, and we had a very special guest that drove out from for a, de- a long, pretty much a long drive. Home Size Henry came finally, and he took first place in his very first cup. Uh, there was an unfortunate KO through the shield in our first game, and You'll love to see it. <laughs> and unfortunately, I was. Unfortunately, I was just I was in shambles after that first after that first game and I 
just couldn't recover in time for game two. I was too rattled. So. Second is still good. That's a lot of points, right? Yeah, that that's 40 points. And I don't have... I've got four more cups that I can play in before I'm capped up at the amount of points I can do, which means I have to win them to get the extra points. Because if I get third, it's just like, meh, whatever. Doesn't doesn't replace what you already did. Well, yeah, if you get... Yeah, so they take your best six finishes and challenges and cups. So because I have two cup wins, all the points are counting to it. But in like challenge or go challenges, I've done eight. Um, and so my my two wins are superseding one where I got zero points and one where I got 10 points, which is my third place finish a couple of months ago. And speaking of that, we do have our league challenge tomorrow, December 12th at the time of this recording. It's going to be a fair. It's I'm I need it. I need some help. I, I need some rest. This is my only non-Pokemon day, and <laughs> I, it got ruined because I have to spend a Pokestop today. I'm oh no, not, I'm not happy about it, but it'll be okay. I promise. <laughs> that transitions nicely into the salsa bar. So, I uh, yeah. So you know, does that mean something won't be okay? <laughs> no, this was this is very much a not okay thing. So I was riding my bike, right, like just riding home from work as I normally do, and I. To this day, I don't know what happened. Like, I had a hole, I patched it up, and I, like, was riding home, just doing my own thing. And all of a sudden, like, uh, I was, like, 30 feet from home, my bike tire just popped. I don't know what happened. I thought I, like, did a bad patch job or whatever, but no, there was just, there was just no air. It just went... It just no longer wanted to exist? Pretty much, yeah. So, I, I took it downstairs, and... I was just so tired from my ride. I went straight to bed and then I attempted to to fix the bike and I ended up screwing up the alignment in the back. So now I have to get the bike realigned. And then I found out I broke the spoke, uh, one of the spokes on my rear tire. So my bike, my unfortunately, the commuter bike is out of commission. So I'm going to be taking the mountain bike into work for the foreseeable future. Is the mountain bike not better for winter? Yes, it is. It's a little tricky. So mountain bikes typically are better like for winter if there's snow on the ground. Otherwise, if you're using a mountain bike on mainly pavement, which is where I ride mine, the mountain bike, you end up like wasting more energy trying to get the mountain bike to move. Plus, you wear out the tires faster because they're designed for like off road and you're essentially doing maintenance and destroying your bike faster than like, say if you had a hybrid bike or a commuter bike that is designed for that sort of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and this has been bike talk with taco dog tune in next week where we learn how to clean a bike chain. I'm just kidding. I mean, maybe um, we'll learn how to replace the tire without breaking a spoke. Well, the spoke was broken because of a lot of like wear and tear. Like those are the original spokes that I've gotten or the original rims that I've gotten on the bicycle. They're about four years old. Actually, no, that bike is a 2017. That's a six-year-old bike. And those are the original rims. They're coming due for replacement soon. So it, it sounds like it was just time. Yeah. Wear and tear. And when you ride uh, 60 miles a week, I'm just honestly surprised it's lasted this long. Like bikes typically don't last long, especially like a rim, like a rim brake bike. 
because like you end up burning through like if your alignment's off you will burn through break pads like there's no tomorrow versus disc breaks where if your alignment is off it's not the worst thing in the world but you got to get that fixed like asap and yeah it's taking care of a bicycle is like taking care of a car if you take care of it it'll last forever if you don't take care of it it's broken it will still get you to point a from point from point a to point b and yeah just take care of your stuff so i yeah so i ended up destroying the, the back rear of my tire and having the alignment thrown off so now i'm learning how to do alignments with like hand tools i'm not having fun <laughs> so handy i do my best <laughs> also because like bike shops around the area don't really just do alignments they'll do like alignment bolt tightening and a bunch of other stuff and before you know it you're paying like 50 bucks for like something that can be done in five minutes with the right tools and the right attitude yeah i think for christmas i, I asked for a bike stand from the missus so that i and like a just a little setup so that i can repair my own bike all right it sounds like it might be overdue yeah all right enough of the bike stuff it's time to get into the gbl progress before we round out the show or wrap up the show excuse me so i got my elo started at 2095 i climbed to 2145 and i have since fallen all the way to 20 i think it was like 2086 so we're negative still still in the same range yeah i've fallen a little bit but we're still we're still climbing like the season's still young and i am yeah that's all i got for mine well, you got people like me who just played their rank 15 set, so you don't even really have enough people to to beat up yet, which is, is kind of like the double-edged sword of, of new season, right? Is Even if you get your ELO, if there's not enough others in your range to take advantage of, then it's kind of a slog, so... Yeah, and apparently 2300 is good for the leaderboards now, so that's uh, that's that's a thing. I assume and, you've been playing retro. I have. I was doing triple dragon breath, and now I'm doing uh, dragon breath, charger bug, polyrath in the back. It's been semi-successful, honestly. We did pull a, a rainbow dragonite as one of the cards to pull on stream, so I'm just like, that's exciting. This, I didn't know rainbow cards existed. It's, it's basically a shiny, right? I think so. But we got... I do also want... I remember we made a channel for this, but we've never shouted it out on the podcast. It's the achievement section. We should really do <laughs> If you got them, flaunt them? Yes. Because there was... I'm going to go back to Hasui and Raid Day. So, of course, you got the Shundo. Totally. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was cool. Totally not jealous. <laughs> Fellow teammate of the new D Knight of the new D Knight faction, Julian got a Hundo and then promptly maxed it out. And then you got a Hasuian shiny, a shiny Hasuian Sneasler and a shiny Reshram on the same day. That was a good day. And then Julian also got a shiny. And I think you said you got two shiny Hasuian Sneezlers. Well, yeah, just the Sneasel anyway. Like, oh yeah, Sneasel. That's those right. tasks were so hard to find. <laughs> But I went two for two on my first two tasks, which was pretty exciting. I'm jealous of that. And then finally, 
Master League specialist Danny of the Diener Don't Care faction got eclipsed 15 million Stardust. That's 15 times the amount of Stardust I have right now. I wonder how we can start to earn Danny channel points to make him spend 10 million dust. <laughs> well, we gotta get him to stream first. But it's okay, so... that That's gonna be our achievement section for the last week and a half. If you have something that you think is cool, put it here in achievements, and we'll shout it out. Like, the, the worst we can do is, like, not... Not, which is meh. Oh, I guess finally, like, this is a, like a freebie. Early in the season, Donut traded for a Lickitung and ended up getting a hundred, a hundo Lickitung. Not lucky or anything, so that was pretty cool. Just what he wanted, actually. Yeah, he can evolve into a Licky Licky and uh, dominate and, the Ultra League with it. You, you and Donut need to get your Lickitung sorted out. It's, after, it's on the list after Carbank, okay? I need, oh wait, my Kangaskhan's level 3, so I guess like the next like Lickitung event, I'll just like have my Kangaskhan, my level 3 Mega Kangaskhan and just go out catching and try not to freeze. Yeah, you got you got a few options. You got the low punny, you got the Pidgeot. I don't have low punny actually. I'm 10 energy short. <laughs> That's how Emily was with Altaria for a while. Man, low punny Mega Raids, if you see one, in, invite me to one, I'll do it. But I do also need to get a hundo low bunny. Do you? You're right, I don't. <laughs> Just shiny it up. <laughs> okay, it is now time we say goodbye. <laughs> we can be done. Yeah, this, this honestly, cycle's this, over. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is a fun episode. Like, like I said, I love it when MJ shows up and we have fun. I love this is honestly what I look forward to on a Monday. It makes it makes the week just kind of fly by. It's like go to work, edit the podcast, upload it, take care of it, and like clockwork. He was so ready to collect his quarter. <laughs> I know. And he did hold me to that, so I, I am a I am a taco of my word. I will happily hand him two shiny quarters at NAIC. Uh, and if the hammerhead, if anyone on the hammerheads is listening, if I owe them quarters, I'll be in LA for an for LA tour. So <laughs> LA tour, <laughs> yeah, Sino tour in LA. Uh, I'm excited. So yeah, but yeah, this, this is honestly like my favorite part of the week. Just unwinding, relaxing. I don't even care. I got to get up early the next day because sit that chatting and chatting and like just hanging out with you and you and MJ and the rest of the team. It, it's great. I love it. I remember I said I was taking a vacation from like after the playoffs, like June 9th. Nah. January? No, sorry, December 9th. Like, after, like I told, I think I told you and, or you, Donut and Fish, like, hey, so after the, the, uh, oh, direct, yeah, directly after. Yeah, like right after, I'm going to disappear. I'm still going to like stream and stuff, but other than that, you won't, see, you won't hear from me. Nah, that didn't happen. <laughs> You were, you were, you were quite busy with the recruitment, so you you earned it. I think after next week's episode, I'll go dark on socials for like a time. Everyone yeah, can I... disappear and become some kind of cryptid for a little bit. <laughs> Where's Taco? But yeah, alrighty. So from all of us here in the Diener Don't Care Studio in Blackthorn City. I want you all to remember, keep those dragon fangs sharp. Stay away from those fairy types. Dragonair, 
is an excellent core breaker in the Open Great League meta. And until next time, we will see you all in our next episode. Great games, everybody.